Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you about healing relationships. And when I'm talking about healing relationships, we have so many different relationships in our lives. We have the relationships with our parents, with our children, with our other relatives, siblings. And of course, there's also your personal relationships with friends and also maybe romantic partners. And I wanted to talk to you today about healing relationships because this is a topic that has come up around me through clients and also just in my personal life I've had people talking about this particular topic. In my family, you know, we had a a death last week, and when we were at the funeral, we had family members who came that we hadn't seen in a while, and it was really good to see them. And we made plans to go and hang out with them another day later on in the week. And we went to hang out with them, and as I was talking to my dad, You know, I said to him, you know, I really, as a kid, never knew how we were related to these people because they were never around. And my dad said, yes, there was a rift in the family. And so he started explaining kind of what happened. And it was basically due to a disagreement in lifestyle of the other part of the family. So it basically came down to judgment. And so... He talked about how he never really understood that and it didn't feel right and he always wished that they had been closer and it was good to see them and he was glad that we could be closer now. But having that conversation, it made me realize that this happens a lot in families. And after that, I had a client who came to me with the same kind of issue that, you know, the relationship in her family also wasn't what she wanted it to be. So I thought I would do a podcast about this because I think that this is a very, very common occurrence. The thing about family is family is great and it's awesome, at least it was awesome for me, having been raised in a very large family because I had a lot of love growing up from different family members. However, I also see the downside to this sometimes because I have at times felt judged by my family because they were raised a very strict type of religion and I was raised that way too as a kid. But as I grew up, I didn't agree with all of the all of the beliefs of this particular religious um, group. In fact, there aren't that many beliefs that I actually believed in. So it didn't feel like a good fit for me. And so as I got older, and I tried other religions too, um, and I definitely like them better, but there's always something that I just don't care for. And I think it's the judgmental part of that. It doesn't sit well with me, and it doesn't feel right with me. And again, I'm not judging anyone else for whatever religion you have. It's 
perfectly fine. You have to do what fits right for you and feels right for you. This didn't for me. So I still pray every day. I still have a very close relationship with God. In fact, probably closer than a lot of people who go to church every Sunday. So I don't feel like religion has to be a factor in your relationship with, if you want to say the higher power, God, divine, whatever you want to call it, this is fine. Whatever feels right for you, it's the same thing. And so in my family, that's kind of a judgmental area, right? Especially if you drink. And I am a normal person when I go hang out with friends or we go to a family function. I like to have a beer now and then or a glass of wine. And I don't think it's a big deal. And it doesn't bother me. I know how to control it. And I also don't have to have it all the time. So to them, that's a very, like, looked down upon thing. You know, like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not allowed in our religion. And again, I say, you don't have to have the same religion as someone else, but you should respect someone else and their beliefs. You don't have to agree with them, but you should respect them, and you shouldn't be calling people out or judging people. Because I certainly would never go up to my family and say, well, I think that your religion is weird and it's more like a cult. I would never say that to them. It's what I've had thoughts of before, but I don't judge them for it. That's just like, that's why I don't want to go to that religion. And my point in dragging this out, (laughs) describing my family, and I'm sorry, but maybe some of you can relate, is that sometimes that has caused a rift in our family. And that was part of the rift with this other part of the family was just in that the lifestyle wasn't the lifestyle that they thought they should be living because I think uh, one of the family members was a bartender. Oh, well, you know, big deal. Um, But that was a big deal in my family, which just goes to show. I mean, that's a really sad reason to not talk to people. You miss out on so much in life when you're that judgmental that you don't want to talk to somebody because of the profession they have or because they have a drink now and then. So that's kind of what we dealt with in my family. And whatever the rift is in your family, whatever causes it, most of the time I think it's all about people judging other people or feeling like they're misunderstood. And it really comes down to misunderstandings. The problem becomes when people are stubborn and they don't want to open up and they don't want to communicate and they, you know, it's all about communication because anything can be worked out if you can communicate properly. But so many people are stubborn. They just don't want to open the lines of communication. They would rather say, I'm gonna sit here with my arms folded and be mad rather than talk about the situation. And that's sad because sitting there folding your arms and being mad isn't hurting the other person, it's hurting yourself because you're wasting your energy and your time sitting there and being upset about things that really, in the grand scheme of things, probably aren't that big of a deal anyway. So if you have a rift in your family, 
For example, I know uh, when we were talking to the family that we hadn't seen in a while, they said that, you know, two sisters weren't speaking to each other and it was over a guy. And again, the bad thing is these two sisters had lost both of their parents young. So really all they had was each other, but they let a guy come in between that. And again, that's kind of a silly reason. So what do you do if you have this going on in your family? Like, how do you deal with this? Because this can be a really frustrating situation. So what I would suggest doing, and what I've suggested before with clients too, is to call on your spiritual team. Because we have a whole team who is there ready to guide us. And we don't have all of the earthly answers. So it's important for us to lean on the team that we have. You can't change someone else's mind. You can't change their opinion. But the universe has a way of being able to soften hearts. And I've seen this happen in my own life. When I've had a situation with someone and I didn't know what to do, I didn't know how to fix it, I just called on my spiritual team and I said, you know, please help me with this. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to make this better. And I've, several different things have happened to me when I've done this. Number one, there was a time when my kids believed something their dad said about me that wasn't true and were very angry at me and trying to blame me for everything that ever went wrong in their lives. And again, I was like, I don't even know how to deal with this because this is, first of all, not true, and he's trying to manipulate them. So I just took a moment, I took a deep breath, and then I just called on my team and I said, listen, I don't know what this is all about, and I don't know why they're believing this or why he's saying this, but I need for them to know the truth. I need for them to know with their heart what the truth really is. And in that case, I was given the direction to talk to them and to just be truthful and to open my heart to them and tell them what I needed to say to them. And and I prayed, let them hear it. Give me the words and let them hear it with an open heart and with ears that understand so that it's not being misheard, miscommunicated. And when I did that, it was like the situation cleared up right away. Like they absolutely believed what I said. And then they told me, well, dad said this. And I said, well, does that even make sense? And they said, no. And I said, okay, well, why do you think that he might've done that? And so we were able to like logically work things out. And in another instance, when I have prayed before, like soften their heart or help them to understand my point of view or, you know, whatever you need to say, I've had the other person come to me and apologize and say, you know, let's work this out. So for me, it has always worked out for me when I've relied on my team. Sometimes these things happen for us because they're teaching us a lesson. You know, what are we learning in this? In the case with my kids, I was learning that I needed to always make sure they knew that they were loved and that I would never do anything to hurt them and that I'm always there for them and they can always tell me the truth and be honest with me. And I think it helped in our relationship for them to feel like they could come to me. And in other situations, 
the lesson I learned was that I needed to be open enough to hear both sides of the story and to understand that I'm not the only player in this and that I need to understand what the other person was going through and what their feelings were as well. Because sometimes we have a tendency to only hear our side of it. We don't hear what other people have to say. So if you find yourself in that situation where you're in a quarrel with someone, maybe the lesson is simply just to listen, to go and to speak to that person and to hear them with ears that are willing to listen. Not, you know, many of us, when we listen to someone, we listen with the intent to respond. So we're listening and waiting for a chance to put in our two cents. But sometimes people don't need us to give our opinion or to give advice. They just need us to listen. And sometimes we need to be there for those people. And sometimes we're the ones who need people to just listen. But sometimes that's the lesson for us. And that's hard because we are wired to have this conversation where you say this and I'm going to say this. But like when we're talking to someone, we're already plotting and planning in our head what we're going to say back to that person instead of just listening completely. And I will admit that I am definitely, I've been guilty of that in the past. And so one of the lessons that I know that I have to learn and have been learning is how to listen completely without just jumping in and saying, oh, here, here's what you need. You know, some people don't want advice. They just want you to listen. Or maybe they want advice, but you need to listen and hear them out completely before you start to give it to them. What's most important, again, as I stated earlier, is feeling like you're understood. And that's such a unique thing. I know for me, it's rare to find people who I feel like I can talk to them and they're just listening, just understanding everything that I'm saying not trying to give me advice unless I ask for it. But it's it's nice to have a sounding board. And I think all too often we have to be better about actually listening to one another. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason because we're supposed to listen twice as much as we speak. And that becomes very evident because I think a lot of misunderstandings happen because we don't understand where the other person is coming from. A lot of people lack the ability to put themselves in someone else's shoes. You know, empathy goes a long way when you're able to look at a person and say, why would a person react this way? and you look at all of the circumstances, it makes it easier to understand why maybe they did react that way. But that's not usually what happens. We don't usually try to look at a situation from someone else's point of view. We simply look at the situation and we react to it from where we are and our perspective. And the, the critical mistake and flaw in that plan is that we don't have all of the factors we don't know everything that happened with that person that's making them react the way they do. I think about the other day. My son, he was so excited because he was going to be going to get a new car. New to him anyway, not a new car. Um, and 
We had a lot of things. I had a lot of things going on. It's been homecoming week, and we've had a theme day every day this week. We have a parade Thursday and a tailgate party Friday. So there's a lot of things that I have to get ready. And being a new teacher and not really knowing how any of this works, it's been a little stressful. So I was busy, and I had a lot of things going on. And when I got home from work, my son had pulled my daughter's car in the middle of the driveway, so I couldn't get in and pull in the garage. And I knew that I was going to be going with him to go get his car, so I was going to need to put my car away. So I was irritated that he had parked his car in the middle so nobody could get in the, the garage. And I was thinking to myself, why would he do that, you know? Well, I got out of, you know, I had to call him and I said, can you move the car? I need to pull my car in the garage. And he said, yeah, I'll be right out. So he was a little irritated on the phone whenever I said, can you come out and do this? He came out, he moved the car, and then I got out and I said, okay, well, what about this truck that you have? We need to take this back. We don't have all these parking spaces. And then immediately he just blew up and he was like, what do you mean? And started screaming because he perceived that I was yelling at him. And in my mind, I was not yelling. And I don't know if my voice was raised or not. I was stressed out that day. It is possible that it was, but I wasn't yelling at him. I was asking him, what are you going to do about this? You know, because it should have been taken care of. So immediately, in the way that neither one of us took the time to even understand where the other person was coming from, it turned into a shouting match which then I had to, you know, take a breath and pull myself back to center and just say, look, I'm not, I'm not yelling at you and I'm not upset. I'm stressed out about other things, but we need that. We need for these things to be taken care of right now. And they got taken care of and the air was cleared and everything was fine. And he was super happy again to have his new car new to him and everything was fine. But it's easy to understand from that one example how misunderstandings happen. We can't hear ourselves all the time speaking to people. I mean, we can hear a voice, but we don't hear how it sounds to someone else. So sometimes your voice may sound like you're upset. And it's worse if you send a text because it's hard to read someone's meaning or their tone in a text or an email like that's the worst sometimes people say things and like you say hey I need to talk to you well that can mean anything and that freaks people out right away and I like I dated a person a long time ago who used to do that and say I need to talk to you and it was like oh my gosh what and he'd be like, why are you getting so upset? And why are you getting so paranoid? I just said I need to talk. It's like, yeah, but you just said that in a text. And then there was no other context around it. So what did that mean, you know? Yet, when I did something similar to him, I remember I, I texted and said, can you talk? And all I meant was like, are you free to talk? Like, are you available or are you busy? And he's like, yes, what's wrong? Oh my gosh, what happened? You know, I was like, oh no, I didn't mean it that way. I just meant like, are you available to talk? So he's human too, and I was human. We can misunderstand people easily. And it's worth trying to sit with someone and say, you know, maybe you misunderstood, but here's my side, and I am more than willing to hear yours. And when you say that, actually listen. 
And in fact, I would encourage you to let the other person go first and tell you, what is your side? I want to know your side. So then it sounds like, you know, I'm actually listening. I'm hearing you. Because I think all too often relationship problems happen from miscommunication or misinformation. You don't have all of the pieces to the puzzle. And when that happens, it causes a lot of confusion and anger and hurt. That was pretty much the situation with my dad and I. I couldn't see things from him, his perspective, and he didn't really see them from mine. And when we got together and talked about it, we were both like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. I didn't know that was the thing that came up a lot. I didn't know that. And I think that that's crucial. A lot of misunderstandings and relationship problems happen when there's miscommunication. And communication is so important. And you would be surprised how many people don't know how to communicate properly. And that's a problem. If you can't express how you're feeling, you're going to be so frustrated. People need to be able to speak their truth to you. And they need to be understood. And if you are going through any kind of a problem in your family relationships, I truly, truly sympathize with you because for many years, I wasn't as close to my dad as I have been. And I missed out. And I regret that. We're making up for that now. But I think that too much time is spent just letting things build up and not talking. And if you're trying and someone doesn't want to reach out to you, well, you're doing your part. But I'm telling you that the best thing you can do is just to pray and ask your spiritual team for help in this situation because spirit has a way of being able to soften someone's heart. And I'm not telling you this just to tell you this and get your hopes up. Or I'm telling you this because I've seen it in my own life. And I know it's possible. So call on your team and keep calling on them and have faith. Because they can do things behind the scenes that you won't even know about. And all of a sudden, things will start falling into place. And you'll think, oh my gosh, how did that happen? I didn't think that was possible. So stay positive. Don't beat yourself up or be hard on yourself. Relationships are hard, especially family relationships. I think we do choose the people that we are family with, but sometimes we look at them and we wonder why we chose those people because they're here to test us. They're here to test us. That's one of the reasons we sign up to come here together. I'll test you, you test me. Can we pass the test? So I hope that this podcast finds you doing well. And all I can say is just live your best life, you know, live in the present. Don't feel shame and regret for all the things that have happened. Just keep moving forward. And do your part. And that's the best that you can do. And if the other person isn't willing to see, open up or talk or do anything, 
you can't control that. So don't drive yourself crazy because of it. Know you're doing your best and ask your spiritual team for help and then let your spiritual team get involved. Let them try to help mediate in this situation. I want to thank you guys for being with me today. As always, if you like this podcast, please share it with others. Please subscribe. That helps others find me. And please leave reviews from wherever you're listening. If you would leave some stars on iTunes or write some reviews from me from wherever you're listening. I really appreciate that. And thank you to all of those of you who have shared this podcast on your social media feeds. That means so much to me. You will never know. If you are interested in working with me, there's so many ways that you can. If you think that you may be called to be a healer, you can sign up for my Yusui Reiki course. It's a level one course, so it's beginner. You have no experience necessary to take it. It will be an online course. I have more information on my website. And if you go to my website, there is a purple button that says, I'm interested. Fill out the form. Once I get a group together, I am going to start the class. The class will cost $200, and I have payment plans. And we will meet twice a week for two weeks. You will study some of the material on your own, and then we will get together on Zoom. And I will present materials, go through everything with you, make sure you understand, take questions. It's going to be a fun time. I promise. I will make it not a boring class. So consider that if you are interested. Also, if you just want to book a session with me, you can go to my website to see what I offer and my pricing is there. And then you can email me to book your session. I want to thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.